We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 seconds. a whole burst to it. 20. Five steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still to see. 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones made the tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Well, folks, it's not just Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. We've got the crew, whichever crew we can scrounge up. The Budding Heads team is here. We're going to full Rams Talk Radio the staff. No, it's not full. I'm not going to lie. We tried to make it full. The guys are, like, busy. Johnny had to work. But we're going to buzz him in. Steve's here. Mike's here. Gentlemen, starting with Steve, how are you? I'm great, man. Our long-lost podcasters are back. Welcome back <laughs> to the feed, brothers. How we doing? Oh, man. Are you, you want to get me started? I'll let Mike go on this one. Go, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> doing well, doing well. And, man, glad to be here with all the fellas. And let's get after this. Uh, it's going to be a fun time tonight. All right. So the, if you're wondering where... The uh, Rams Talk radio crew has been, I got COVID. That's it, pretty much. Couldn't talk for crap. Still coughing. I blame Mike. It's all Mike's fault. It's always Mike's fault. <laughs> it's always my fault. Yeah, I mean, Mike's 3,000 miles away, but I blame him anyways. But um, Yeah. So, but uh, the, the Bunny Heads crew stepped up, and congrats to those guys with their NFC Championship podcast. They broke our... Record for most listens in an episode. We want to thank you, listeners, for coming over and tuning in for some Rams content. It was a great night. I think it may have broken a little bit of a curse, that Niners curse. And I, I cannot wait to get Mike's comments. I know it's a couple weeks old at this point, but we can't not get those comments. We know how Mike feels about the Niners. And of course, I got to ask Steve a couple questions as well about that night because, you know. We know he wasn't exactly well sober. Just you know, so I got to ask where he was, what he was doing, what his thoughts were, if he had any thoughts at all, and all that jazz. So there you go, Mike. Start with you, dude. Real quick because we got bigger fish to fry now. It wasn't bigger fish two weeks ago, but how that win over the Niners feel? Hey man, a win over the Niners is always like great vindication taking my lumps and my times going up against those dudes, especially the last time we were in that game was a game I played in and we lost. So seeing the Rams close the door on them made me so ecstatic. I ended up taking me a nap after the game. 
Taking a nap? Hey, man, you know, there's a lot of adrenaline going over here. Taking a nap? So after the game, it was like, whoo, we got it. Let me shut it down for a second. <laughs> Taking a nap. This is how we know you're over the hill. I'm yes, here sir. for it. <laughs> you're sounds delightful. delightful. Well, you were doing something else, Steve, that night. One, you were podcasting, and you got the short notice on that. Yeah. Wait, wait. We had a good time. So hold on. Were you podcasting with that ball of tequila in your hand? I had a celebratory beer during the podcast. Yeah, I had to. I mean, I had to keep, had to keep the fun going. You see, this is why I strongly believe that next year we got to go video. So we can see those moments. <laughs> that would have been or, a wild video one. <laughs> that would have been wild. See Johnny on video for that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you see Johnny, who we know has been waiting. And Johnny with his kind of his very deliberate um his deliberate tone and how he speaks and that kind of that slow move. I would have loved to have been there watching that thing. I would have loved to have watched that on YouTube. I mean, it really was getting uh, getting the monkey off your back, so to speak. Like we lost six straight games to that team. I was fucking terrified. Um, and hey, we made it out. We came out alive in a great team win. Uh, and yeah, like I don't have much else to say about it, man. It was it was just awesome. It was a great to start. Well, not a great start to finish game, but like they got it done against a really good team who was really hot at the right time. We're here. We're in the Super Bowl. Very happy about it. You know, I mentioned on last night's show just how I feel that this, how much this 49er game really matters, how much it really meant in terms of the Rams uh, moving forward to the Super Bowl, because this was a team that really had the Rams number, not just on the field, but I think mentally too. They had this team really mentally on the edge. We go back to that Week 18 game. The Rams dominate that entire first half, and you're thinking, okay, they got this. And they then they got trucked hardcore in the second half. They looked like they didn't belong in the field with the Niners. You're like, damn, these guys are in their heads. There's no way around it. They just blew this game away. They just gave it up. And then, sure enough, that's who you get again. And with six losses in a row, they're the Niners are always the measuring stick. And then you're thinking, well, my gosh. They're, they're like, like Steve, I'm, I'm going to be in the back of my mind just like you. I'm thinking there's no way. When I went on Ed Smith's show, I called the Rams to lose. Not because I'm, I, I don't think they can win. It's just the mental game matters so much. Mike, you played in many a Ram 49er game. And when I look back at those rosters, and especially in 88 and 89, you guys could play with them. But when it counted... We saw those Rams teams fall apart. And that's kind of how it felt this time. I, I, know, I don't mean to insult you, brother, but you lived it. You saw it. So I know that kind of game has to be special to you. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, you know, as you noted, you know, a lot of those games, we were leading going in late into the fourth quarter. And, you know, here comes Joe and the crew. And some way, somehow, you know, a little turnover there, a little turnover here. And next thing you know, our lead would go from that to what? Did we just lose again? And so to see when it looked like, oh, man, here, I, I feel this. I feel this. And then to see when uh, Shanahan, Coach Shanahan, didn't go for it on that fourth and two, gave us the ball back. Offense was able to go down, drive down, boom, get a field goal, and let's go. And then towards the end when, you know, Aaron Donald comes around, puts that pressure, makes him throw an interception, I go, yeah, here we go. That's what we needed. So you you saw something flip in there where the, the breaks kind of went our way down the stretch. Not so many breaks. They made those breaks. And so definitely, man, excited for, you know, that game, excited for those guys to be in the Super Bowl, and man, very excited about this game coming up on Sunday. Now, when you're looking at this game on Sunday, I can't help but, you know, think that when it's due to this, due to what we saw on that 400 game, it's almost like a monkey off your back. That's how it feels. Now, I want to check and see, is Johnny with us yet? 
Johnny, are you there? I see his little icon. Yay! Johnny, I, welcome I, to the conversation. Did did you hear our earlier stuff telling you about the uh about the the record, the episode set? Uh no, I I wasn't here. I I uh, just for clarification for the audience, I'm just getting out of work right now and coming to you live from my workplace's parking lot. Wow. So the Gentleman's Club. <laughs> no? Well, you know, I didn't want to say anything, but, uh, you know, I, you know I, I didn't want to twerk, but, you know, here, here I am. God, no. Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> Mike's listening. Man, I just vomited a little in my mouth. Johnny. Your episode for the the NFC Championship game set our record. Congratulations, sir! Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to thank uh, Tequila. That, that really <laughs> helped a lot. Uh, I, I don't know what what kind of set it for Steve, but it was Tequila for me. So thank you, Tequila. That you you were a big inspiration to me. So I know you don't have long. I know you're getting ready to go home. And uh, so we'll, we want to make sure we got the whole staff on here for this. Uh, and we almost got everybody. Uh, a couple things, a couple questions I want to ask you, and then we'll get you out of here. All right. Uh, what does this mean to you? What, what, it, what, what does it mean going back to the Super Bowl to you, A? And B, what would a win mean to you? Well, I mean, this, this means a, an awful lot to not just – you know, uh, the Rams organization, but to the fans, because, you know, whether you love or hate what the, what the Rams front office has been doing over the past couple of years, you can't say that that this front office hasn't tried to, uh, hasn't tried to put a, a winning team on the field. You know, they've done, they pulled out off the, all the stops, you know, less need made magic, Somehow um, he 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 uh, allowed some kind of money to appear when nobody thought it existed, and still managed to get you know these remarkable trades to happen. So it doesn't come without consequences, of course. But they 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 said it from the beginning of the season that they're here to win now, and that's what it is. The Rams are back in the Super Bowl. They are here. They're you know, they're ready, and, you know, honestly, it's just one win away from bringing home the hardware that every NFL team, you know, aims to get at. So it, it, it's huge. It's huge for the organization and, you know, for the Ram fans out there, be proud because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about uh, you, but I, I wasn't sure where this was going at the start of the season. There was a lot of questions going in. But hey, it was a recipe to get to the Super Bowl, which they did. So, major hats off to Les Need in the front office for all the abuse we give them too, in terms of second guessing them and so on and so forth. They got this team the Super Bowl. They they got them there. I, I I do have this question for you, Johnny. Do you care to make a prediction on this? Well. Technically, I had already made a prediction with Steve on, mm-hmm. on the Butting Heads podcast. So, uh, for any listeners out there, I, I know you know. I hope you know because we said it. Um, if you don't know, I'm, I'm kind of sad. But don't worry, I'll say it, I'll say it again. The Rams are going to win this game. And it's going to be a tough game. But I think in the fourth quarter, they're going to come alive and they're going to take it. You know, pretty decisively, I'm going to say 31-21 Rams. 31-21 Rams. Now, you got to remember, we don't, we are competing with many other podcasts out there. So, it's always possible someone did not tune in to the Budding Heads podcast to listen to your illustrious prediction. Any closing thoughts, sir, before you get out of here and hit the road, um, especially in your job's parking lot? Uh, just, um, you know, enjoy, enjoy the game, you know, uh, be smart out there, uh, to all the Ram fans, you know, uh, uh, have fun, you know, it's not all the time that, you know, an NFL team can go to the Super Bowl, 
but uh, also party responsibly because, you, you know, it, it's one thing to be excited and happy about your team for being in the Super Bowl, but remember there there is some responsibility that comes along with it, especially if you're drinking. Uh, yeah, I hate to be the Derek Downer here, but what? Uh, I, I think it has to be said. Jeez, Johnny, uh, before... I mean, let, <laughs> who's the downer of the beer? I'm the realist. Johnny, hold on one minute. There's one thing I do want to say. Okay, I see there's Tommy's here. Uh, I want to point this one thing out before you go. Well, with everybody still here, um, I want to note one thing before Johnny goes. I want Johnny to hear it. And that is uh, basically 10 years ago, 10 years, no, 12, oh my gosh, 12 years ago, I began a journey covering the Rams. They were in St. Louis at the time, first covering them uh, for as a contributor to Yahoo Sports, veered off and put together Rams Talk. We've been, as a writing site, we've transitioned to more or less just a podcast at this point. But um, this, and, and Mike and Tommy, no disrespect intending here, but Steve and Johnny have been with us, my gosh, nine years. It's nine years. And um, it's been a ride. And it's been special. And a Super Bowl win will top it all up. So for all of you, Mike, Tommy, Johnny, Steve, thanks for all these years you put in just talking Rams football, writing stuff out, giving your thoughts, giving your views. And um, here's to a Super Bowl championship. Here's to getting to come on the show on Sunday night. And some of us being ocular hallized. <laughs> and Still bring a win, hopefully. So thanks, guys. Nine years. It's our, our birthday, our nine year, our nine year birthdays in three days. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> right. I would have known there was going to be tears. Tequila, man. No, you know, actually, we, you and I haven't had a chance to connect in months, and so this is the first time we've talked. And I just sat there and thought about, it and looked at the calendar, and I'm like, oh my gosh, our anniversary is literally in three days. You don't I call remember, Johnny and bug him? Call huh? and bug me all the time. Well, I bug you because you're buggable. Johnny's, Johnny's like a wall. Nothing bugs Johnny. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> bugs Johnny. And meanwhile, I'm busy annoying Tommy to come on the show, too. I'm just saying. Mike's- yeah, he's, always, he's always bugging me because I never contribute anymore. But hey, guess who's representing Ramstock at the Super Bowl Sunday? Oh, Tommy, you got tickets? Me, baby. Hell yeah. Congrats. <laughs> I'll be nice. The man. Talk, it's going down. Mike is jealous. Mike is jealous. You can, you can sense it coming through oh. the pot right now. Mike, you jealous? <laughs> I can get tickets now. My buddy, former Ram Vince Newsom, has a hookup. But I will be spending time with family barbecuing. And yelling at the TV. Wait, I'm sorry. You have you could you have the ability to go. You have a hookup, and you're not going to go. Oh yeah, I, I I love the silence of the room when we're yelling and screaming, and then we settle down under the nice wind that it's going to be on Sunday. Yeah, dude. Mike played in the league. He doesn't care about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I would give you my know, left kidney like, to I go. I want to barbecue and I, I want to yell at the TV. I don't want to be. It's going to be chaos. You, you know that. It's going to be chaos on Sunday. I'm going to be a part of it. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I, I would. I would give my left kidney to go. I would amputate an arm. It's like. It's like. Really? A, I, I honestly would. It, it means that much to me. I, I wish I could go. Can't afford it. Couldn't afford it. You wish to stand it, up yeah. the whole game while people never sit down, dude. It's a, it's a bucket list thing, man. Seeing your team win, hopefully, in their own stadium. Oh no, it's so fine. They don't they don't stand. They sit. Trust me, <laughs> they get mad at us for standing. <laughs> Most mean, of the fans are like, "Can you please sit down, sir?" We're all. I'm all, dude. I want to go back to the Coliseum. I don't like this crowd. <laughs> <laughs> They're soft, man. We got to get them. I mean, it's going to take time, but. We got to get the SoFi crowd, you know, as wild as the, the Coliseum crowd. Because the Coliseum, you didn't have to buy an SSL. You know, you just were a season ticket holder. And they weren't 
egregious prices. I mean, I had eight seats and they weren't, it wasn't even that much money for eight seats. I think I paid 3,800 bucks for the whole season. I paid 3,800 bucks for the whole season for three seats at SoFi. So it's a different crowd. It and they they price Rams fans out. That's what they've done. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm not even trying to be critical of Rams. They they have priced the fans out. Yeah, I mean, what people what, what a lot of people don't know about Los Angeles if you've never lived here is there's the one percent that you see on TV, and then there's millions of blue collar people just like people in the Midwest and everywhere else in the country. We're all the same. The only difference is. We have to pay a million times more for the same house that you guys have. That's it. But we're all blue collar here. You know, it's a blue, it's blue collar as they get. dude. This is a service state. A lot of people don't realize that. It's, it's blue and yellow collar, by the way. <laughs> blue and yellow collar. Did you all see that poll that came out today, uh, by the way? Did you see that survey? That came out today about the fan base in LA. What do, you, what do you mean that survey? You need to be a little more specific. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a second, man. I mean, go to it. I just it just popped in my mind. That's why I'm not ready for it. But it literally just popped in my mind. Um, there was a survey. It came out through Hacksaw had it on today, and this is what it read. For the fan base to LA, the Rams are the most popular pro football team in LA, with 26% of LA residents choosing the Rams as their favorite team. The Chargers have more work to do, as 5% of those polled call the Chargers, the 49ers, the Cowboys, or the Raiders as their favorite team. Now, 26% of the LA area in a transient town with, you know, what, an 18 million person metropolitan base uh, that you know, they that's the next closest team out there is five percent. That's a nice slice. There's I mean they're they're working, they're getting it done. It's just taking time, but they're getting it done. Twenty twenty six is good, man. We just got there. Uh I know there's a lot of people who were born and bred down there like Tommy. There's also a lot of transplants there who aren't gonna switch their team if they're from Chicago and live in LA because the Rams moved there. So twenty six is great for how long we've been there, and it's only gonna go up because the more this successful this team is, younger kids are going to latch on because they've got star power. They're fun. They played in two Super Bowls in the last, what, four years? Mm-hmm. So that's only going to go up. And for being there for five years it, and as a team that didn't have a huge fan base anyways, it's great. You're, you're absolutely right, Steve. I'll tell you right now. I mean, I live in a tiny, tiny little town about 10 miles southeast of downtown L.A. And the Rams came here during the pandemic to our elementary school, which is two blocks from my house. And I was bugging them about it for a couple of years, you know, sending them emails saying, hey, I know you guys are going around to elementary schools and, and, and rebuilding the playgrounds, doing all that stuff. I'm like, but my elementary school right here, the mascot is home of the Rams. And, I, you know, and they ended up coming eventually a couple of years later. And they were here, uh, I think it was last school year when the kids went right when the kids went back to school, they came. And it was funny because. One of the little boys that my mother-in-law babysits was on TV on Channel 5 with his mom talking to them about the Rams and and stuff. So you're absolutely right. Ten years from now, there's going to be a whole new generation of kids that are Rams fans. Mike, you're out there teaching a bit further away out in Bakersfield. Are you seeing the fan base kind of grow out there for the Rams? Well, I think, you know, as uh, just was stated, a lot of things are happening. One, where the stadium is located, obviously, Inglewood, California. That whole area is, is changing tremendously. Uh, I want to say more for positive things, but uh, you have all those things. You have, like, my son who actually lives in San Diego who drives up for games. So you have that whole corridor now where, whether it's Anaheim, whether it's the old Coliseum people, whether it's people that are driving out of the area, uh, because I don't know if they're kind of catching on and, and liking what the, the Ram unis and stuff are looking like in the gear, but all those things play into the fan base growing. And anytime you can win, uh, that's happening too. I've seen a lot more Ram type stuff, hats, jerseys, on campus at the high school these last two weeks than I had, you know, all year. So 
I would have to say things are growing uh, exponentially as the Rams are back here and looks like here to be here for the extended future. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So let's talk about this game a little bit. We've got all the pleasantries out of the way, and it's been nice to catch up with with all of you. Um, Rams, Bengals, Bengals a seven-loss team that all of a sudden really has turned it on late. They've got their flaws. The Rams have their flaws. When we're looking at this game, I'm going to go around the horn here. What are the X factors for this game for you? What, what are the things you, you're saying, hey, you got to watch out for? Steve? Yeah, I mean, I think really, like, it, we are the better team here. And if we execute as well as we can, it's pretty likely we're going to win unless they just go God mode on us. And if they do, like, hey, man, what are you going to do? It really, though, like, it seems like, you know, looking at the Bengals, the way we beat them is, A, don't turn the ball over. We haven't lost a game this year where we didn't turn the ball over. Uh, and B, just execute up front on the pass rush, beat them, get pressure on Joe Burrow's face. It's a bad offensive line. It's a good, I would say, elite right now pass rush. you got two of the best defensive players ever to play the sport on that pass rush. And I think if you win up there, you know, you're, I think if you win up front, you get pressure on Joe Burrow, you make his life difficult. And if you can do that without having to blitz a lot, give your secondary, you know, room to breathe because the Bengals, they've got a really good quarterback and they've got a really good receiving core. And even if you have J- Jalen Ramsey shadowing Jamar Chase, and that, even if that happens, it's not going to completely take him out of the game. going to catch a couple passes. He's one of the best players in the league. You've still got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd to deal with. And some cornerbacks that are not, you know, up to snuff right now, although David Long has been playing better. But if you can get pressure on Joe Burrow and make his life difficult, the odds are that he's going to make some mistakes. He's made, he made mistakes last week, even though he made some miraculous plays. Still made a lot of bad mistakes. If you can get him to make some mistakes and you don't, in turn, make your own mistakes, you're going to win the game. And I, I feel confident it can happen. I do have, I want to ask, um, I want to ask Mike here and I, I guess to a lesser extent, Tommy is a member of the, the white safety fraternity, as I've heard on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the team, buddy. The team <laughs> announced that uh, Eric Weddle is going to be wearing the green dot, which basically means he's starting, and we'll see if it, he's alongside Taylor Rapper, Nick Scott, now that Rapp's back. But, Mike, I'm wondering, you like, how do you feel like with Eric Weddle? Obviously a vet, but in his fourth game in 
what, three, two, three years, uh, going to be out there 100% of the game and calling the shots on defense? Um, again, I, I talked about this a little bit before. Uh, my hat tips to him. Uh, I know what it was like being out the game eight months going to game and watching dudes running and hitting each other. I'm like, okay, that game is way fast down there. I was just doing that a few months ago. So for a guy to be out of the game for two years to come back in the playoffs and actually come downhill, you know, my boy's like, man, that Eric Weddle comes downhill. And we go, yeah, that's what we need. They're like, oh, he's a little bit old school like you. Maybe so. So I think that is a testament to, I guess, his desire to want to play. I don't know if somebody gave him a heads up at some point in time, but whatever he's done to, to keep himself in shape and then want to be physical, uh, testament. As far as, you know, a guy, obviously, he's been there before and his own record speaks for itself. But, you know, when you've had guys who've been there throughout this whole transition to L.A. and a lot of guys been there two or three years, I don't know how they would feel. And but I got to trust that the coaches and the staff, they wouldn't have done it if it wasn't going to be more of a positive than a negative. There you go. Tommy, your thoughts? Safety. Well, let's just say this. I'm, for one, I put in a bet for Eric Weddle to win MVP in this game. If he, if he wins, <laughs> I get 23 grand. So you know how much wow. I love that man. All right? Wow. Okay? It's a long shot, but, it, hey, it can happen. And then when I saw that they gave him the green dot, I put the bet. Boom. Because what he's going to do is he's going to try to get Joe to throw the ball where he wants him to. Okay? He's great at that. I loved doing that when I played. When I switched from quarterback to safety, it was like cheating. Okay? My first year had 11 interceptions because all I did was use my hips to get the quarterback to throw the ball where I wanted him to. And by the time his arm was cocked back, it's too late. Hips were shifted, and here I go breaking on the ball. I can see him doing that for a million reasons. One, he knows this is his last game. He's played every game since he came back like it was his last. And he's going to get it. And not just him, but that whole team, that whole defense. From the first game in the playoffs, I was there for a lot of these games except for the Bucs. Okay? I was there at the NFC Championship. I was there at the Cardinals. The attitude you saw in the body language from this team was a team that is saying we are not losing another game this season. It's not going to happen. You could tell. And when Von Miller gave Aaron Donald that speech and told him you need to be more vocal, and he did, that team changed like that. I mean, it was unreal to see how physical they became against the 49ers. Like, they were so angry for being 0-6 against them and just playing soft and and hearing all that noise from the media, and they Us just included. use it as fuel. You know, they use it as fuel. It pissed them off, rightfully so. And that's how they're playing. What's going to happen on Sundays is exactly what's happened in 2018, but it's going to be flipped in the script. Someone's going to play chess, and someone's going to play checkers. This time, we play chess. Okay? Shami, they didn't bring in a left-footed punter this week in practice to play checkers. That's a Bill Belichick move. All right? We're playing chess, boys. We're getting this W. You're, you're that confident. I am. I remember when I came out there for the Titans game, and we had some conversations out there. And, and one of the things we said, we both were on about this, and, I, and Mike, you talked about it too. We felt like this team was, well, soft. At least yeah, softer than the other guys. You didn't have to hesitate. They were. They and absolutely were. I, I think after that Packer game especially, something changed. I mean, something really did change. They, they came out, they were out muscling everybody. For the most part. One half against the 49ers excluded. They were out muscling everybody. I mean, that was a complete and totally different team. You know, and everyone keeps talking this week about the players that are coming back. I don't care. I don't care about none of those players that are coming back. You know why? Because they didn't get us here. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Nick Scott starts and he stays in the game. 
unless he needs to come out. All right. All the guys that have done it stay where they belong. Daryl Henderson, stay on the bench and get this ring, my man. You might get a couple touches, but I'm not worried about that. The guys that got us here need to stay in the game and win this game for us. Don't mess with the chemistry. Not, not Sunday. Mike, your thoughts? I totally agree. Yes. Too often you see all this, oh, we're getting discouraged. No, man. Okay, you can be a backup. Let's roll with the guys who've been roll, rolling, and let's go get this. Uh, I love that aspect. And I need to find out where that bet can be placed because, man, yeah, Eric Weddle, he may just he may just come up with a couple picks. And my overall prediction is, you know, these types of games come down to matchups. If you really break down the Bengals, there's no way they shouldn't even be playing here. Now, having said that, they're here. What do we need to do? We just need to go out and play ball. It's 24 28-14 Rams, easy, because one of the big things is that pressure gets under this guy's skin, which it will do to any quarterback. We're going to be able to get pressure on the quarterback. Now, they can try to go to the quick game, which they did to make the adjustment to KC, but that game shouldn't have even been close. Whatever my man on that other team and the quarterback, how he started playing in the second half. Again, I'm on this, and this is a hot type take. Makes you think like, yeah, man, maybe some of this is rigged by the <laughs> gamblers. Because the way, yeah, man, no quarterback at his level runs around, runs around, and doesn't throw the ball away and take a sack and fumble on the ground and then get up and act like he didn't know where he is. Man, you're playing like you did in junior high. How can you turn around in a half, start playing like that? So that game shouldn't even been been close like that. But nevertheless, I'm glad they're here because we're going to put this ram whooping on these guys come Sunday at whatever time kickoff is. That's a lot of confidence. Steve, how confident are you? I'm pretty confident, man. I mean, we're the better team, and we're playing really well. Uh, it is, you know, it be, like it's weird because both these teams, I feel like, kind of have a little bit of Team of Destiny vibes. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people getting mad that, for whatever reason, like ESPN and Fox Sports are talking about the Bengals more. And look, man, they're the story. They've won a playoff game in 30 years. They won two games two years ago. Uh, their quarterback is in his second year coming off a gruesome injury, and they're in the fucking Super Bowl. Uh, good for them. That's great. They're the story, but we're the better team. And if we've executed like we have for the majority of the last couple of games, maybe not the second half of, uh, or the, I guess the fourth quarter of that Tampa Bay game, you know, we should win. We're, we're better. Uh, but that being said, they just beat a really good chiefs team. And it was a pretty inexplicable performance by the chiefs in the second half of that game. Uh, as Mike was saying, but I feel good. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, how confident am I? I'd say a seven and a half, which is for it's the Super Bowl. You know, I'm not gonna be a full ten, uh, as big of a homer as I am. Both these teams got here. They're really good. There's a lot of good players in Cincinnati, and we have had games where Matthew Stafford has straight up thrown touchdowns to the other team. But over the last couple of weeks, we haven't seen that, and it's been great. And I feel confident that he won't do that. So I feel good. You know, it's weird hearing you guys talk about this, and I'm sitting there thinking, man, am I going to have to be the one, of the one of the entire group here who's sitting there and says, I got to be the, the, uh, the Debbie Downer, since you all pick on me for that stuff. Derek Downer. Here Derek he is. Downer. But I'm not. Uh, here it, it comes. Hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I got to. I got to. You know what? I, you know me. I got to. I got to set the table a little bit. And. You know the history guy in me comes for. You know we went in that, that Super Bowl thirty six that Ram team that I I think the talent level on the Patriots of that year was a little bit underrated, but we still had the talent edge on them. We lose uh, Super Bowl fifty three. No one will tell me that we didn't. We shouldn't have won that game. Nobody will tell me that we shouldn't. We should have won that game. And now here we are. With the guy who's got the kind of the same vibe that Brady did, and that's Burrow. You have a team, uh, young young receivers. 
this feeling of destiny around them. And it's really hard for me to be all that confident. Especially when we hear the same thing. Well, the Rams have the better roster. They have the better roster. But, you know, that Joe Burrow, who I got, I mean, he's a legit guy. I mean, this sooner or later, this Bengals team will win the Super Bowl. It's just a question of when will it be. I see them more of a team of tomorrow, and I see the Rams a team of now. And that's where my conflict is. By the way, I'm calling the Rams to win this game. 28-17. I'm not... But that feeling is there that, that, hey, we've seen this before. The Rams should have won previous Super Bowls. We've seen it before, and that gut, that kind of the monkey feeling on the back is right back, right back there again because, I mean, and it's why, guys, I won't buy any. I, I have not bought one NFC Championship item, not one. And I won't buy any Super Bowl stuff. Why? Because I don't want to look at it and feel the pain of another loss. If they win, I'm going to be spending some money. But I, I don't want to, it hurt, man. Tommy, you were gracious enough to give me a lot of Super Bowl 53 stuff when I was out there, and I appreciate it. But also, that the way I see that symbol, my daughter wears the hat, by the way. Um, I just sit there, and I, I feel that pain still, that loss. I don't want to feel it again. So I haven't buying it, but that, that doubt is still there. I'm calling the Rams win, by the way. But there is doubt. Well, look at 53, man. It was Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And I'm not knocking Bro. He's just stunned. But, uh, you know, we were a young team with a young coach and a young quarterback. And a not, we have a better and more experienced quarterback now. And um, now we're going against Joe Burrow, who's in his second season. Who's great. And I think he's going to play well. We're also going against Zach Taylor, uh, Sean McVay's apprentice, kind of. And so, like, that matchup gives me a lot of confidence, too. Like, I, McVay's already lost one Super Bowl in the last four years. He is not, he does not want to let little brother beat him in the Super Bowl. Um, and especially not this little brother. Not even before. It, it's Zach Taylor. Johnny, I feel like I keep seeing you unmute your mic if you got any, anything to chime in. Oh, I got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty. Actually, a lot of it is feedback on uh, kind of, you know, going off on what uh, Tommy was saying earlier. You know, the difference this year and even, a, a you know, midseason is that this is a hungrier team now. And it's filled with, with, uh, with veterans that absolutely deserve a ring in their life and want a ring in their life. Um, at least a Super Bowl ring anyway. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, this this is exactly going to be the difference between winning and losing this game. Not that the Bengals won't be hungry also, but I just think the experience is going to outweigh everything. I've, uh, the talent level, for sure, is, is on the Rams' side. Um, even the coaching, I feel like the, uh, you know, the coaching experience is also on the Rams' side. But, I mean, for me, the the player that's going to be the difference maker is going to be Aaron Donald. You know, no disrespect to Eric Weddle or anything. Um, you know, I, I respect the hell out of him from coming out of retirement to, you know, come and play at, at the level he has. That's nothing short of amazing. And, and it's even more amazing that this guy is going to be the, the signal caller. But at the same time, I, I just don't think that the Cincinnati Bengals have played anywhere, uh, anyone that's remotely to the talent of Aaron Donald. And that's going to be the difference maker. He's going to, he's going to wreak havoc on that offensive line. And, uh, good luck to you, Drew Burrow. Hopefully you, you survive because that's, that's going to be, you know, something to survive in and of itself. But on top of that, you have so many other pass rushers that can get to him. It, it's going to be the, the biggest difference maker there. Now, am I going to suggest that the Rams are going to roll over the the Bengals? No, they're, they're there for a reason. They've overcome the odds for a reason. I do think that the Bengals do have a trick or two up their sleeve, but I think overall, experience is going to triumph here. Yeah, last year in the Super Bowl, the Chiefs played the Bucks. What happened in that game? The Chiefs had a terrible offensive line because they had injuries. Normally, their offensive line was pretty good. And they got teed off on 
and Patrick Mahomes was running for his life, and they got smoked 31 to 9. I'm not saying we're going to smoke them, but I'm not saying we're, we can't because it could be 21 0 in the second quarter, guys, just like it was against the Cardinals. Okay? We could dial it up just like that and just on cruise control the rest of the game. Like, be prepared for something like that to happen, guys. I want you guys to do, since you guys are watching on television, do me a favor. Pre game, when the, when the Bengals are on the sideline, do me a favor. Pay attention to their body language, their eyes, their behavior, and, and shoot me. You guys, if you got my number, shoot me a text and let me know what you're seeing. Because when I watched the Rams on the sideline a couple of years ago, they looked nervous. All right? And they lost. So they were young and they weren't ready. Their coach, too. And their coach on the Bengals is young and he's from our tree. If their eyes are big, guys, and they look nervous, they're going to have a long day. I got another question for you, Tommy. And uh, you, you'll know because you're, you're there a lot. You, we had a conversation when I was out there, and, and you told me about the, the one problem with the stadium being what happens in a heat wave. And I haven't heard anybody else talk about this week, but it's supposed to be like 94 degrees come Sunday out there. And the Bengals are wearing black nope. jerseys. What is being done out there? It's going to be 87 at my house, which is like 13 miles from SoFi. And at SoFi, the high is 83 on Sunday, not 94. Okay, because I was reading this was 94. Kickoff, and kickoff is at 3.30, not 1. Okay, so it's a big difference. Against the Cardinals this year, it was 87 degrees when we walked into the building which is not normal for Inglewood because it's three miles from the beach, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, very rare heat wave where you have the same temperature on the water as you do 13 miles in. doesn't happen a lot here, but it does happen. Um, and it was like a greenhouse in there because the stadium is covered with a canopy with glass. So it turned it into a greenhouse, and me and Angel were so pissed off and so uncomfortable that we looked at each other and said, if the temperature is ever going to be like this again, I'm selling my tickets. That's how bad it was. Now, Sunday's going to be different. 83 high around 2.30 p.m. Kickoff's at 3.30. That breeze is going to kick in, and that temperature's going to drop quick, and it, it should be all right. We should be good. Okay, that's what I, that's what I wanted to ask about, because we're, yes. we're hearing over here 94 degrees. Now, the media is blowing it up like they're playing in uh, Temecula. Like, come on, they're playing in <laughs> Inglewood right by the water. Relax. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was concerned too because I remember against Cardinals when it was eighty seven. I was so miserable, but by the time it kick off, it won't be it won't be like that. And if the breeze kicks up, that thing is like an underground bowl, and it goes down. And I won't be sitting in my seats. My seats are down low in the bowl. You know, you're ninety feet underground, dude. That's why it's so hot down there. I'll be up in the nosebleeds in the five hundreds, and that's where the breeze is at. So I'll be good. If it's bad, people down low are the ones going to be hurting. We'll see, though. It should be much better than the last time we played there when it was hot. It should be fine. So a couple of things also just to bring up as well. And actually, I, I'm already – it's getting later now. I'm forgetting who brought it up. A couple people have. The trench warfare. And when I'm, when I'm making my prediction 28-17, it's – when we talk about X factors and things that really kind of stick out to me, and I mentioned it on the show that just got released today as we're recording for Friday, that – I think it really matters. Like that matchup is critical. The Bengals give up nine sacks to the Titans. And we've seen firsthand what that Titans defensive line can do, don't get me wrong. Nine sacks to the Titans. Joe Burrow ran for his life. Now, Joe Burrow's already had an ACL injury in his career. This is what it actually gives me confidence. Is I just don't believe that with two weeks of preparation, the Rams aren't going to have some some so stuff up their sleeve for that messed up Bengals offensive line. I really think that that is a, that is the biggest edge of any matchup in this game is that Rams front seven versus that that Cincinnati offensive line. I think it's going to be nasty. I, if it's I not nasty, why? Because you don't have to stunt against a bad offensive line. Don't stunt because then you're going to give Joe Burrow an extra second when you play that stunt to, to be in the pocket, just bull rush these guys or sideswipe them like Aaron does. And obviously Greg Gaines and 
all these guys have been paying attention to Aaron all these years because Greg Gaines looks like a mere image of Aaron the way that he moves now when the ball is snapped. He does that quick side shift once he engages and just kind of moves the guy out of his way and gets in the backfield. It's beautiful to watch, man. And Greg's getting legit, isn't he? I mean, he is, he is really developed. Well, yeah, he'll be on another team next year. He's going to get paid, and it won't be from us. Trust me. He's in a contract year. A lot of guys on this team are in contract years, so they're playing out of their minds, and he's going to get paid. Trust me. Mike, it's been a while since I've heard from you. What are your thoughts? No, I'm just enjoying the show because it's getting me hyped over here. And so, you know, I got to contain myself. I got one more day of school to teach, and then <laughs> another. 24 hours after that, or plus, until this kickoff happens. So I'm just trying to contain myself a little bit. I, I definitely think that, you know, I, I throw out all this stuff about roster and this and that. I'm saying at this point in time, straight up mano y mano, yeah, man, our guys up front, down front, however you want to say it, front seven, front four, front three, uh, big guys in front, they're going to get after it. And, you know, they can say Joe Burrow's this cool and calm and all this and trying to now make him the new pastor torch, Tom Brady. No, man, don't let's not do that. Let's see what this guy can do when the stakes is high. You know, now you think you can come back every game and I'm sure they think like, oh, man, we're never out of it. Well, get down by 14 on Sunday. You're out of it. It's a wrap. And so. The thing is, when you have a Jalen Ramsey that's going to be shutting down whomever, uh, Chase or their other guy, and I just feel that at the end of the day, across the board, the Rams are ready to get after it. Don't forget, Whitworth played many of his years for that organization, and for whatever it is, they're going to go get it for him, if nothing else. And they're going to get it for a lot of people, for Aaron Donald. For Whitworth, they're going to get for Stafford. They're going to get a ring for a lot of people. That's what they're there for. All right, we're getting ready to close. And I want to ask you guys one last question. I want to see if you kind of fall in line with what I've been thinking. If you are Sean McVay and you have your you are selling your game plan for this game, what is your game plan? How are you attacking the Bengals? Mike, we're going to stay with you. What is your game plan? My game plan is simple. We're coming right after you. You in our house, we're going to show you how we treat visitors. Not so good. We're not giving you any water. You're not getting any blankets. We're not turning on any AC. We're just going to send you home, and you don't want to come back to our house ever again. All right. Good. That's fun. Johnny, you're still here with this, so what's your game plan? It is the Rams' house, after all. Just saying. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to add a little bit to that, yeah, it, it shouldn't really be a huge difference in how they've been playing. They've been playing aggressively. They've been getting to uh, the quarterbacks, which obviously is very doable in this game. Attack, attack, attack. You know, obviously within reason, no need to be blitzing like nine times out of ten. You know, um, they have more than capable pass rushers that they don't really need to do that. So. Um, as long as they really continue to, to do that and really limit the mistakes, you know, don't take any unnecessary risks if you don't have to. Uh, that that means not throwing the ball like a Hail Mary every every other play. You know, that, that just can't happen. You know, ball security. And, and I think the Rams will be fine. They don't even necessarily have to do anything uh, out of the norm. Just... Uh, you know, limit the mistakes, and I think the Rams have it. I, I really think it'll be as simple as that. Um, you know, I do think the Bengals will, will challenge a little bit, but in at the end of the day, as long as they limit the turnover, um, they control the football, is game. Steve? Well, on offense, I think we should throw the ball to Cooper Cup. Uh, that has worked in the past. I think it'll work on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, let wow! It, I mean, <laughs> keep it, keep doing what they're doing, man. It, it, let let Stafford let it fly, uh, and make sure he takes care of the ball. Doesn't make too many errant throws. 
Uh, and on defense, oh, like I said, just bring the heat. You know, I'm not sitting here confident that Darius Williams is going to shut down T. Higgins. But if we could bring the pressure in Burrow's face and make him work for every single pass he's got to throw, I think we're going to have a good day. Uh, and I think it, I, I feel good. It, it just bring the heat and let it rip an offense. All right. Tommy. It's simple for me. Experience. They're not ready. They're going to get their participation trophy. They already kind of got an AFC championship. But just like we were not ready to play chess three years ago, they're not ready. But I will say this. Being in playoffs, I wanted this matchup. Mark and all the guys know we all picked teams we wanted to see in the Super Bowl. I don't know how I got this right. (laughs) They were the long shot, man. But they did it. And it's, I liked what they were doing up there in Cincinnati. They have a good team. They ain't there yet. The, the difference this game will be them taking Jamar Chase over the wild man who wasn't afraid of Aaron Donald that now plays in Detroit. They were willing to wait a year to draft their offensive line. The Cincinnati Bengals will draft their offensive line this offseason. They wanted to get their number one wide receiver this year because they knew they wouldn't have another chance to grab not only one of the best receivers I've seen in rookie history, but his college teammate, dude. I mean, that was a smart move, in my opinion. Everybody blew them up about it, but the fact that they went to the Super Bowl the same year that everybody criticized that move just goes to show that they're building something special up there, and we're going to be seeing more of them, guys. But they ain't ready yet, trust me. That's why I said watch their eyes pregame when they're doing the national anthem and all that good stuff. Pay attention. All right. So for me, as I'm as I'm breaking this down, you know, I'm hearing everything you guys are saying. Of course, you know me. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bengals a lot more seriously, I think, than you guys are. Uh this is a team that can't beat the Rams. They get they get a lot of turnovers. They don't get afraid when down. They the Rams offensive sorry, the Rams offensive line does on occasion disappear. They have a lot of good numbers, but they're they're streaky. And they oftentimes disappear at the worst time. So I take those factors and I I want to mitigate those factors. That's what I want to do. I want to mitigate the things that the Rams haven't always done well. And that brings me to a game plan we're familiar with. From my point of view, if the Rams really want to make sure they walk away from this game with the win they should walk away with. I'm 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 pulling a, a Kyle Shanahan. I am I am pushing for hard long drives, seven, eight, nine minutes, wearing down a Cincinnati defensive front, which is missing their best guy in the middle. I am I'm, I'm keeping Joe Burrow off the field where he can't get into a rhythm and keeping our defensive line fresh. So what we do against San Francisco at 35 minutes, what they usually do to us, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing everything in my power to keep the Rams' offense on the field and just wear these guys out. If we do that, if we protect the football, then and then it's going to be a win. You you just can't, with a young quarterback like Joe Burrow, go in there and think he's going to do everything he wants when he never gets the time to get in rhythm. If the Rams hold the football for 35, 40 minutes, Joe Burrow's going to have a hard time getting in rhythm. And that a defensive line, they're going to be fresh. So that's the way I would. That's the way I'd roll with it. I would want as much as we want to see the Rams be explosive. I want six, seven, eight, nine-minute drives, especially early in this game. Get out there and just bruise these guys up, wear them down, and they do that, they win. And that's there we go. Bam. Any closing thoughts, guys? Anyone? Let's go. Let's go, Tommy. Any closing thoughts? I'm ready to party, man. It's going to be wild. <laughs> ready to party? going to be wild. Johnny, closing thoughts? Uh, just to uh, Steve, are, are you ready for another, uh, you know, buzz podcast? Because I, I sure as hell am. <laughs> we might have to, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for a win. This is what we've been building towards for the last couple of years, putting all our chips in the table, and we're here uh, against a team who didn't trade any picks. Uh, so that's a fun aspect, but 
We're the better team. We're going to win. We're going to take it home. First Rams Super Bowl in Los Angeles. I can't wait. All right. So hopefully, I don't know how many people will make it on Sunday night for the post game, but there will be a post game on Sunday night. There will be through hell or high water, through win or loss, probably a win. We believe we all we all predict the win tonight. So tune in for that. We'll be ready to roll. Hopefully, we'll be here celebrating, and we gotta make sure that if we are celebrating, that we have at least one person celebrating with tequila on the show. For these, for this entire group here, for Steve, for Johnny, for Tommy, for Mike, thanks for joining us tonight. We'll see you Super Bowl Sunday. Have a great one. We're out of here.